This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's going on, you filthy animals? Welcome to another episode of Genius Brain Podcast. I'm trying to soundproof this room a little more, but on this side, I definitely have to put curtains here Put some shit there and some other shit there, but that shit costs money. And none of you guys can see it anyway. So. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't fucking <laughs> yeah, matter. Take but. his word for it. So we have Edric back here on this podcast. What's up, yo? You stupid ass. <laughs> this is so fucking disgusting. Do, do, do the noise you always fucking make. All right, guys. So I'm not even going to do anything else except the noise. Tell me what this sounds like. <laughs> what does that sound like, right? Just me calling a dog, right? Hey, come here, boy. <laughs> so fucking disgusting, his, his mind's in the gutter. He thinks it's something perverted, but I'm just like, dude, what are I you talking exactly about? Exactly what that sounds like. It sounds like you're mixing up paint. <laughs> you fucking disgusting painter. Dude, you're so fucking dumb. You know, I was thinking about the other day. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm bringing you on this podcast is mm. so we could talk about this shit. <laughs> it's about your poor life choices. And that one woman that you should have kept in your life. <laughs> oh, my God. Dog, I have never. Oh, my God. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. We have, I have never been so disappointed in somebody's life choices until I met you. For, for me, honestly, when people do things that I don't agree with, normally I don't care. Yeah. Just because, like, it's their life. It's your life. You do whatever you want with it. But you made the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I think I made a good decision. Oh, yeah, because it's, you know, morally it makes sense. <laughs> Financially, it doesn't. All right, so a little bit of background information here. Who he's referring to was um, somebody that I dated who was, um, let's just say she came from a very wealthy background, right? And um, Let's just say. Let's just say. She could have been the princess of Persia. <laughs> She could have fed me and you, taking care of my whole family. Um, and it wouldn't have dented anything in her fucking bank account. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But long story short, basically, it got to the point where she kind of gave me like an uh, ultimatum of like, you know, three-year plan of, okay, within the next year, I want to be married within two years. Oh, no, no, no. Within one year, she wants to be engaged. Within two, she wants to be married. And within three, she wants to have kids. Wait, how long were you guys together before this ultimatum came around, though? Um, I don't know, like a year and a half or so, or I don't know, two years. Stupid. I, I wasn't. <laughs> she gave you enough time. I wasn't really keeping track. No, but <clears throat> like for me is I don't appreciate when somebody imposes their will on me like that because it was just more of a situation of now, okay. I told her, I said, I can't make any promises because even if I do, I don't know what's going to happen from now until, you know, next month, next year, two years from now. All I can say is 
I can say if we keep going down the path that we're going down, then that's what it'll probably lead to. But but she wanted uh, definites. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I want you to tell me that this is what's going to happen. And I'm like, I can't tell you that. Nobody can tell you that. Who the fuck knows what the future holds for us? So right? you, weren't, you weren't sure that that was the woman that you wanted to marry? Even after you found out that she was a crazy rich Asian. <laughs> Dude, basically, that's the story. She was a she was a crazy. She that's what she, that's where she's from. Uh, yeah, I mean, but but the thing is, is like you know, I think initially when we first started dating, she was trying to not make it so obvious. She's trying to kind of hide. I, I would have never known. Like, yeah, I absolutely. Right. She, she was super like down to earth. Yeah, very sweet. Yeah, yeah, and. To me, when I met her the, the, the couple of times, I would have yeah. never thought that she came from money because, number one, she didn't flaunt it. Right. She didn't behave as somebody who came from money. So, like, yeah. when I met her, I thought she was just some average girl that just worked an average yeah, job. Very yeah. sweet. Yeah. I mean, I, I really thought the same thing in, in, in the sense of, like, I didn't know she came from that type of money. Um, and I feel like she kind of had her experiences with that where people would try to use her. Or, or like get to... What are you be- saying, bro? Why are you looking at me and saying that shit? I would have never... I would because have never you done brought that. up this topic. I would have, I would have, I would have never this done is, that. This is your fantasy that we're talking about through me, right? To be honest with you, I don't even remember her name. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't remember like, her name. I don't care about her name. I just, I just, I just remember... I just, I just saw her as fucking... Uh, what do you call it? I call her Lotto. Lotto. <laughs> I'm it's kidding. Your, it's your winning Lotto ticket that I you found got. out after the fact, though, by the way. Yeah. I found this out after the fact. I had no clue. <laughs> and then he said, this is the worst decision that I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Stupid. Just dumb. No, but I mean, here's here's the thing, man, is um, I, I told you about this too, is like when she had brought up that conversation is when we were preparing the lookbook shoot for Secret Society. That mm-hmm. was so a lot of shit was going on. And, you know, we, we had a pretty ambitious uh, project with that. So. Yeah. In order to get everything organized and make sure that everything was going to be what we were hoping uh, we could make, there was a lot of time and energy that went into that. But for her, even knowing that that wasn't the best time to talk about it, and she even prefaced it by saying that, like saying, yeah, I know this is not the best time to bring this up to you, but, and then blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fucking hell, <laughs> this, is something, this is something else I got to deal with. She solved all of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> she could have saw we were struggling so bad on the money aspect That's and i believe true. she even offered yeah she did to help financially right. support it and, and she let me, no no hold on a second this is okay. what she said that got me the most mm. this is where i started to hate you as a human being <laughs> she said you could take whatever and you don't even have to pay me back and I said, wow, what a saint. And you said, I'm leaving you. <laughs> it didn't I, happen in that sequence, you man. You are a bad person. No, no. I mean, here's the thing, man. It's just, you know, as as a man, and as, as a principled man, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, I there was no way that I was even willing to entertain that idea or that offer. It was just more for me. Like, for me, it was just like, I appreciate the the moral support mm-hmm. and, and the thought that you have about that, that you would even be willing to offer that. But I made that very clear. It's like, there's no way that I'm taking your money, you know, for any reason. And all I really need is for you to be in my corner and just give me the moral support. Damn, dude, you sound like a fruity ass movie. <laughs> what, a, what a great choice would have been. Okay, I want it in cold, hard cash. 
cash. <laughs> Call hard cash. And I want case. you to support my really good friend David because he stopped doing YouTube for two years and he still has the same spending habits. And then he's going to live with us. <laughs> and he's going to live with us. And all he has to do is clean toilets and make food. That's it. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Like, But was I, the ultimatum the only reason why you didn't want to be with her? Just because... No, because, like, that that was kind of, like, I think it showed me a different shade of her that mm. I hadn't previously seen. And, and that was, like, her kind of... And this is, this is how I feel. Maybe she felt differently about it, but I just felt that she was kind of saying what mattered to me was not as significant as what's important to her right now, you know? Because the thing is, she could have waited like literally a couple of weeks, a month, whatever, to have that conversation. Once we got finished with it, at least, then she knows, okay, that's off my chest, that's off my mind. Now we can have this conversation, which would I what I felt would have been more reasonable. But in the thick of it, when I would... Because mm. cause look at this too, man. You know that when I... I quit my job to start this shit, right? Yeah. And then so I was living off my savings and it was obviously getting pretty tough, right? Yeah. And so I was trying to really conserve my money, not go out, be indoors all day, just fucking working on this shit, talking with the factories, whatever. And then it really started to take a toll on me. And then on top of that, we had the lookbook shoot. So, and, and you know, that, that shit was no easy task either, man. There were so many moving parts to that. So like she knew... All of this was going on because we would talk, obviously, you know, we're, we're together for that long, but still her desire and her needs pretty much outweighed all of that. And it, I almost took it as an indirect way of her telling me like, yeah, I know that's important to you, but it really doesn't matter because this matters more right now, mm -hmm. you know, because what difference would it have made if we had that conversation two weeks, a month, two months, even after the fact, right? Mm -hmm. Because we were already together for a while at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have my thoughts and, and my feelings about it. And she might disagree with what I'm saying right now. Uh, but really doesn't matter. I feel like what happened happened for a reason. And yeah. I have no regrets about it, you know. I have regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many regrets. You were thinking about the life of private jets. and <laughs> I miss her. I miss her so much. I miss you so much, T Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her name. Yeah, that isn't. What's, wait, wait, what did her name start with? Um, S. Ah, uh, Stephanie. <laughs> no? I, I, I won't say. I won't say. Okay, we know. can't say her name. Yeah, yeah. Just for just for privacy reasons, but... Um. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I only met her a couple of times, <laughs> so that's... I know you're talking about like <laughs> you knew this girl inside out like and she had a heart of gold and she was this she did she was with you you trash bag <laughs> she had a great heart of gold dude oh man I miss her so much dude I remember the times where she and I just sat across the table didn't talk she was great dude and she would say hey I'd be like hey and then we'd be like what's up no but I man, mean I, I just memories I don't know man I feel like Everybody has their own agendas and priorities in life. Yeah. And at that point, for me, it was about the brand. I'm not going to say that she didn't matter to me in my she life. She's going to give us money for the brand. You didn't care enough about the brand. I know, man. I, <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Dude, I, I'm not going to say this on the podcast, but I, I, I got pretty kind of fed up with, with that, um, 
her like offering me. You yeah, know? I I know what that feels like though, just because um I'm I'm pretty sure in her case she wasn't thinking like, oh, like I need in her she was pro she was trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being able to do stuff on your own with your own will and your own power and your own money. Yeah. Like it it doesn't feel the same. And it almost feels like a handout. You don't want a fucking handout. No, exactly, man. Exactly. I mean that's and I wasn't raised like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, our family didn't, we weren't rich. I mean, yeah. we were fucking poor. So I had to work for everything that I wanted in life. Yeah. And that's just the way I'm built, you know? And so. I threw that all away. <laughs> <laughs> he said, fuck this. <laughs> I, said, fuck. I was like, I just, I was like, I remember Edris Grill had really big titties. <laughs> and I could have, and I could have lived in those. Oh my God. I would have just, I would have just, I would have just fucking held my tongue and just rested in those balloons. <laughs> Oh shit! And you could have floated away to happiness. <laughs> a rich man, <laughs> <laughs> a very rich man who didn't have to do anything but love Not, a woman. You know what the thing is, though, is like um, she would talk to my friends, like because she, in her mind, could not figure out why I was so reluctant to give that type of commitment that she wanted. Mm. So she would go to my friends. And like kind of, and you know that she knows if she talks to them about it, that they're going to talk to me about it. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. That's default. Exactly. So she would kind of go to them and be like, yeah, I don't understand why, you know, Ed doesn't want to commit like that because, you know, we, we get along and, you know, like I have money. And then like, if we get married, then that, you know, that would also be his, like what's mine is his. But I think. From the very beginning, I made it so clear, like, I don't give a fuck about how much money you have. Yeah. It seems like for her, she's probably used to that type of treatment. And it's kind of interesting in her case where she doesn't want to be judged or develop relationships for that. But for that's her trump card. Right. So that's exact. Dude, that's the thing, man. At the end of it, I felt like she was almost hanging that shit over my head. It's like, why wouldn't you want to be with yeah, me? Like, I have yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was talking to the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that that I got fucking insulted by that. Yeah. I'm like, dude. She said that to me. <laughs> You'd have been like, let me think about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> she was like, what's, right when she said this, yeah. she would have been like, listen, I don't get it. Yeah. What's mine would be yours. Well, why didn't you say it in the first place, bitch? <laughs> then, yeah, I would have said yes a long time do, ago. Do, then. do I buy the engagement or do you buy your own? <laughs> yeah. And then you give it to me. Yeah, exactly. And then I surprise you with something you already know that I have. Well, how, how is this going to work? Because I can't then, buy you something really and big. Then, and then you buy the house, right? And then the yeah. car. And then and uh, then do you go to work and then I put a ribbon on the house as if you didn't know. And I cut it saying it's happy birthday. Because I don't know how this relationship works out, but I'm willing to figure it out. I'm making sacrifices. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. Don't you worry about it. I'm going to take care of the kids. <laughs> I'll take care of the fucking kids. I'll get a six-pack. I don't give a fuck. Hey, you know what, man? Like, teach their own. I know some people out there can live like that. I can't. Like, if I don't have that type of, like, drive and, and ambition in my life, I just would feel like I'm... It's, it's just hard to to end up being with somebody that you just don't click with in, in that sense yeah, either. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, man, we always talk about this shit too. You can't leave with the money that you have on this earth anyway. So exactly. what does it fucking matter? Exactly. And for me, it's like, what matters more is about really doing and trying to accomplish something that's meaningful to me. And like I was saying at that time and place, and especially in our relationship, I would have hoped and even assumed that she would understand how important it was to me, especially because she even made, an offer, remember, about moving to her home country. That's right. Yeah. The biggest offer you yeah. can have. And I said, 
if you know me, you already know what my answer to that is. Because we just started the clothing brand too at that point. Yeah, well, no, no, it, it was right before that. It was, oh. or no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think it was just, yeah, after we launched it. Yeah. I think I think that's what it was. I don't know. The timeline's a little it, hazy for me. The, the time, well, the point of that was that during that time, like she should have known like, yo, I just started something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to leave it. Exactly. So, so and, what are and, you and, thinking? And to know the sacrifices that I made for it. You yeah, know what I mean? Are you going to bring David with me or... <laughs> Like, did she even did she even offer that and put it on the table? It's like, so you're gonna get Dave a place too, right? Like, yeah, yeah what the fuck? Like, I, I can come. Mariel speaks uh, Taiwanese Mandarin. Like, she needs a place. This is this is all about you and the, the boat that you missed. I know, dude. yo, that's a great film. It's called The Boat That I Missed. That I it's had. called The Boat That You Missed, and it's not even about the main character. It's about the guy just on the side. Like, what's wrong with him, dude? Yeah, um, but like I said, I man, should have gotten to know I, it better, dude. I fucked, <laughs> I fucked up, dude. I fucked up. This was it. Let me get her number, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Said, uh, I said, let me, let me give her a call, man. I actually did ask her for his, her number, and this fool didn't have it anymore because he yeah. deleted it like a jackass. Yeah. Poor choices. No, I mean, it's just like, you know, once once I'm done, it's done. Like, <sighs> there's there's no... Because here's the thing, man, yeah. and, and I'm sure you can attest to this, too, is like when a relationship ends, right, especially if you guys didn't start as friends, trying to kind of now go backwards into a friend zone and trying to find that and establish that and define that, no, my I saw your vagina. We can't go back. That's, that's I, I saw your vagina. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly. gonna happen. It's it's like the inevitable accelerating the inevitable. Just fast forwarding it. You know, like let's skip all that fucking bullshit and just boom. It's yeah. gonna be done anyway. Yeah, you, I I feel a lot of people don't understand that though. Yeah, a lot of people say, well, it's kind of heartless for you to cut ties with somebody that you developed a relationship over for for many years or whatever months and stuff. Right. But for me is how I see it is this. If I die tomorrow, you would still move on. Right. 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 All right. You would you would end up with somebody else. Yeah. You'll have kids and you'll eventually forget about me. You're right. And so whether I choose to be a part of your life or not, your life will still be better without me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. Ultimately, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it didn't work out for a reason. And that doesn't mean that you need to put your life on pause now. I mean, sure, take your time to fucking go through all the emotions of being sad, angry, whatever. But yeah, like you said, you are going to eventually move on. Um, and just the difference with me is I don't really believe in kind of dwelling on yeah. that what's already done. It's like, all right, it's fucking over with. Now Let's just yeah exactly I got things that I need to focus on when you're with that person you're choosing to make the sacrifices with like time and energy to dedicate towards them but then once they're not part of that picture anymore it's like dude I got other shit that will quickly take up that time yeah, and, and energy. I got friends too you got friends come <laughs> yeah. on now dude yeah we're and adults I saw your vagina <laughs> like that's all I'm gonna picture now and it's just like oh I can't I can't do that yeah because it was like at the end of it there was kind of like well maybe in the future you know there yeah. might there might be a possibility and i said absolutely not you know damn dude you cold-blooded fool. No, I, that's tight I, though that's good yeah i wouldn't yeah. have said that <laughs> i would have been like in the future no for me i i wanted her to recognize what i'm saying is what i mean right now i'm not just saying this it's you don't like, want to string her along either no absolutely no. not man like for her sake and for my sake it's like just now move on. I, and the best way I can put it is you do you and I'll do me. 
That's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is now. There is no us. There is no we, right? Now it's our lives are separate and we just got to go our separate ways. And it's like, yeah, in the future, who knows what would happen? But I'm telling you, it's very, 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 very unlikely. That's like, that's what that, because I don't like to move backwards. If I move beyond something, it's usually for a reason. I'm not going to say that there's never been something or someone where it was like, well, maybe that could have worked out at a later point in life at once we maybe were more mature or more experienced, whatever. But yeah, for the most part, it's just like what's done with is done with. Like It's it's odd. Some people just value. I don't, I don't know if they I don't want to say value, but they feel like a lot any kind of significant moment in their life is worth holding on to forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't really believe in that. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. more like, I'm like Marie Kondo with those things. It's like, you don't spark <laughs> a joy. You don't spark a joy anymore. <laughs> so it's a time for you to leave. That's the Korean Marie Kondo. Yeah. But I don't, like, that's what I believe anyways, especially when it comes to those type of relationships. It's yeah. like, it, it's, it served its purpose. I thank you for it. Mm-hmm. You thank me for it. Mm-hmm. And then we can move on and yeah. everything's fine, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't, I just don't want it around. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Why would you want to think about it when it's done with already? And then you get with somebody and then we have to go through this whole motion of, oh, who's this guy? Well, I used to suck his dick. And (laughs) quite often, you know, but now I don't suck it anymore. He saw my vagina multiple times. That's what I, that's what I think anyways. When I'm like, when I see that guy, I'm like, you don't know, but I nutted on that face multiple (laughs) times. And every time you kiss her to sleep, just just to let you know, you're also kissing my children that I killed. It wasn't Colgate. I'll yeah. tell you what. It was some That's other right. white paste. <laughs> Hope you know. That was my canvas before. And I just sprayed and prayed. Yeah, but all right. Any of you guys going through breakups right now or towards the end of your relationship, whether you're young or a little bit older, just realize it's not the end of the fucking world. You know, just learn to move on from it because you have so many things you're going to experience, so many other people you're going to meet. And you got to really open yourself up to that. You got to allow yourself to experience that because if you just hold on to your past and dwell on it and like just, I don't know, be miserable in it, then you're depriving yourself now of potential happiness, future happiness, whatever that may be. It might come in the form of a person. It might come in the form of a job, a hobby, whatever that may be. But the only way to get past it is to recognize that it's the past. It's not It's not part of your present. It's not part of your future anymore. You know? Also, too, if you ever meet a Taiwanese girl that's loaded beyond beyond your wildest dreams, I'm talking about you were slumdog poor, and you meet this girl with very large titties that said, you know what? What's mine is yours. You fucking say yes. You push all those feelings aside as it surfaces up like you have acid reflux, and you take that pepsin, and you push it all the way down till it dissipates. Trust me. I've buried a lot of pain in my life, and I will bury that pain again just to have a gajillion dollars in my bank account you know what guys ignore everything we just talked about right now do what dave said you know go for that money and go for those titties because it cannot steer you wrong i just i don't remember her name and i'm so sad and to be honest with you i don't remember her face yeah i mean you guys (laughs) literally (laughs) met like twice you know in like a short period of time but i do know she was very very sweet she was that right i mean i don't want to get too deep into it but that was i think one of the things that i think uh, attracted me more to her was the fact that once i did learn of the type of background she came from the fact that she was still that down to earth and that sweet you know cuz yeah she was to to she wasn't in a flashy car i think she had like a like a 3 series or some shit right um 4 
Yeah, like a four yeah. series. I mean, yeah. I know for a lot of the like, oh, four, but in LA, that's a pretty common car. So, yeah. and mind you, the type of bomb that we're talking about, she wouldn't be rolling in a four series. Right. So, like for me, when I saw it, like I would have never guessed. <laughs> I would have never guessed yeah. because if I had that money, dude, yeah. I'm fucking, I'll get a magic carpet. Yeah. I don't even know if it exists, <laughs> but I have the money to figure it out. At least a jetpack, right? <laughs> Easy, dude. At least a jetpack. I would, I would dress as the Sultan, Sultan from Aladdin. But you know what, man? Like, Seeing now, I don't want to overgeneralize here, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people who come from that type of money and that type of wealth, they're always like second guessing the people around them, and they're not hundred percent sure about who their friends are. Uh, they're always second guessing people's intentions, or if they have some you know hidden agenda of why they would want to talk to them or even befriend them or get with them. So like. I don't know, dude. I and just in her case too. If, if that's how she felt, she should also take a certain level of personal responsibility because even how she was trying to solve your guys's relationship problem was with money. Yeah. The thing that she said that she didn't like how people <clears throat> um, judged her on, and also how she developed or pe- how people would try to develop relationships with her. Right. But for her, I mean, to no fault of her own, that's how she grew up. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard for her to escape that cyclical habit. Like yeah. it's just constant. Yeah. You know, so like I would see this a lot too, where I'm not sure if people have the intention to befriend a rich person because of that, but what'll happen is like, I don't know, they'll go through some problem. The rich person's like, oh, I'll just give you money. Yeah. And that becomes like a habit with right. people. And they start to develop this friendship. Oh, this person has my back. Mm-hmm. But really it's more like this person has excess money and they'll just spend it. Why not? Exactly. And and I think a lot of the times too, you see situation of when the families are wealthy and like the kids are going through some shit. The parents will just throw money at it. Here, yeah. go buy this. You know, that'll take care of it. But it's like money's not raising the fucking kid. You got to be there as a parent. You know, you got to teach them the between what's right and wrong and, and give them life lessons or at least talk to them about what they're going through. Don't just throw fucking money. And a lot of times those kids end up fucked up, right? Yeah. They fucking have no sense of or value of a dollar and they spend recklessly some of them get super into like partying and drugs. I think that's probably the most common thing we see, like in LA. They're just super into like partying and drugs and just fucking spending money. That's the sad part though, is kind of <clears throat> people have to constantly look towards like some kind of chemical to make them feel something. Right. Because they don't know what that feels like without it. Because <laughs> I mean, so, uh, there's no challenge. Exactly. That's what I like. When everything is served to you on a fucking gold platter, not even a silver platter, like a gold platter, and it's like, Everyone around you are yes men and yes women. I mean, you're going to seek, yeah, fulfillment and feelings and things in the most superficial way possible, right? And sadly, a lot of times drugs can do that for you. It can it can take you, it can alter your mind and your feelings in a certain way where... That's just fucking scary, dude. <clears throat> yeah, it is. And that's why a lot of people fucking go down a very dark path because of that. And for us, looking on on the outside, you're like, dude, you got all the fucking money in the world, man. Like, you could get anything you want. Why would you put yourself in that position? Because I want to feel something. (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, shit, my bad. I want to feel something. I want to know what it feels like to be you, poor guy. (laughs) I want to know what it's like to look at a menu and look at the numbers. I don't even do that. I just point at it and I buy it and I eat it. <laughs> so just give me everything on this side. <laughs> Yo, didn't you tell me when you were in Taiwan mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. that when you went to go eat something, her parents were wondering why you weren't ordering more. It's because yeah. you you had your fill with the food. They're like, oh, just or just try it. Yeah, try it and we'll throw it away. Yeah, yeah. What kind of yeah? What kind of gobbledygook? Yeah, it wasn't a cheap restaurant either. So like for me, I already ordered 
you know, what I was going to eat. And they had the fucking Amazon pink dolphin sliced up, <laughs> the most endangered fucking. Yeah, and you, you know I don't eat a lot, so I was like, oh shit, I don't even know if I'm gonna finish. Yeah, this. no, you don't. This dude does the most fucking annoying thing. By the way, I gotta stop this for a second. He does the most obnoxious thing that pisses me off, and I know I shouldn't get mad at this, but it's fucking stupid. So, <clears throat> you know when you go out to eat, right? There's this concept called leftovers. Now, what is a leftover to most people? A leftover is basically where you have a meal and when you take it home because there's enough to suffice it to be another meal. Like it's it's going to be sufficient. I've seen this motherfucker ask for a to-go box for a square of waffle. Hey. And like and like a and like and like you know when you get a, a fried egg and you just had that one egg white just fall off to the side and then he asked for that and puts that in there and then there'll be like a tomato seed and then he'll take that <laughs> tomato seed and then put that on top and he says can I get a to go box please you eat that shit on the spot <laughs> okay. you don't get a to go box for that okay to be fair guys I know exactly what he's referring to the moment. I had a still a whole pancake and there was literally like one bite on top. Because, you know, it's like a stack of pancakes and I think I ate like a crumb. <laughs> it was a crumb. I've never, yo, I don't get mad at a lot of my friends. I've never been so pissed in my life. Dave was so mad because he's like, dude, just eat that shit. It's one more bite. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> you want to hear what this trash bag did to? The next morning, I wake up to a text message. <laughs> That's this right. Reheated it. And then he ate it for breakfast. I was so fucking mad. But but you know what? Because I don't eat a lot and I don't like I don't like to waste food, I try to eat my leftovers. I would say probably four out of the five times I have I take something to go, I, I actually eat it. I, I don't like to just take it and throw it away. I know a lot of people just do that because they don't want to be wasteful and they end up throwing that shit away. But no, nah, I, I actually eat that shit, bro. That's why I went to show you. I was like, I did this for a reason. I don't fucking care. You should have ate that on the spot, man. I, like even the waitress was looking at you goes like, can I get this to go? She's like, what, air? You can take that with you. Just breathe it in your nostrils and exhale it out. What, what do you want to go? That, that reminds me of the story of... Um, the other ed though. Oh. oh dude. Yo, so this 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 story might not be as funny when we tell it, but it's way funnier just because of what happened. So there's this artist out there named Travis Garland. And during this time, our really good friend Dan was shooting a music video for him. Yeah. And then we drove all the way out to Lancaster for this. And mind you, this was an overnight shoot. Um, it was on a budget, but you know, we you know, Dan made it work and it was right. pretty amazing. So I was doing the uh, the BTS photos for it and all that other stuff. Uh, we had to stay awake. I was on like four Red Red Bulls and like two Adderalls. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was wired up. Right, right. And so in Lancaster on the way back, there was actually this like Southern Comfort uh, like restaurant. Diner. Diner on yeah. the way back. Now, yeah. this is the funny part, dude. So everybody's eating. And mind you, Ed, Ed lost a lot of weight recently, but he was fat as fuck just like I was. Yeah. And this dude, he eats his food and as he eats, he goes, you know what, dude, I can't have another bite. And this fool shoved an empty bowl to us with with just a chicken bone and like a shred of meat. He goes, I can't have another bite. And we all looked at him like, what bite are you talking about, you fat What's fuck? There left There's eat? nothing there. That shit looked like an archaeological dig. Like there was nothing. It was just fucking chicken oh, bones. He goes, shit. I can't have another bite. There is no bite. And we started dying laughing. And the funniest part about this shit wasn't even that we were laughing so fucking hard. Yeah. We couldn't breathe. Yeah. And he started progressively getting angry. He goes, well, I don't get it. 
he was like, <laughs> and I love this dude, dude. Yeah, and he's yeah, just I like, I don't get. He goes, I, I don't know. understand why me being the butt of the joke is so funny. But because he was getting angrier, we started laughing even harder. Right, right. I don't think I've laughed that hard ever in my life. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the fact that. He didn't understand why, why it, it was, was so funny. funny. <laughs> it's like, bro, there's literally nothing left. You can't eat a chicken bone, dude. You can't chew that shit, When people man. say, I can't have another bite, usually there's, there's food yeah. left over. Yeah. And he, because he, you know, he was fat like me, so it was like a yeah. really fat guy that ate everything. And he goes, right. he slides an empty bowl. I says. think the funny thing is that he's like, yeah. take this away from take me. Take this away from I me. I can't. If, if you leave it here, like, I'm going to. Were you going to eat the chicken bones? Is, exactly. is that what you're telling us? Exactly. Is this what you're offering us? Exactly. That shit was so fucking funny, man. See, but the difference is that when I say I can't. All right. Here's the difference, though, is I don't. I told you, man, like my doctor said. Don't eat until you feel full because you're not going to do yourself any favors because of my acid reflux. So I get to the point where I feel like satiated, like, okay, you know what? That's good. And then I stop myself because that one extra bite could take me over now to a point where I didn't enjoy that meal as much as I could have if I just stopped there. So that's why that it's what are you like 106 pounds. <laughs> Actually, you know what, man? I've gained weight. Uh, in my 30s now. How much do you weigh? Now I'm at, okay, so I hit 150 and now I'm back down to like, I think 145. Yeah. I was 140 pounds in the fifth grade. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the shit is now when I fucking gain weight, all to you. All, all to hear, man. I mean, you've seen that. You've seen it. Everybody's shocked. They're like, where the fuck did that come from? It's because you look like E.T. <laughs> she was so weird. That's, I'm like, I'm so skinny everywhere else, but I low-key got like a little gut. And so like when I pull that shit out, people think it's fake. They're like, what the fuck? I just, I just don't understand the whole one bite leftover thing. Like I'll never understand that shit. How dare you use styrofoam for that? How dare you make the waitress go back, ask for... Ask for fucking styrofoam, uh, forks, and paper. Oh, here's another stupid. Is that a helicopter? That is Hel- a helicopter. I said a helicopter. <laughs> helicopter. Is that it's the- Cyclops on a helicopter? <laughs> is that an ambulance? Is that an ambulance? This dude, too, he also has like this certain level of OCD. Oh, yeah. So I'm only saying this stuff because we're talking about going out to eat. He does this thing with napkins that mm. also f- infuriates me. He can't. Once he use once the napkin touches his lips, it's done. Yep, it's completely done. He can't fold it. Use another side of the napkin. It's one wipe go. Okay, to I to be fair, I can use the other side, but only one side. So okay, let's say I get it. Wipe. I could do the other side. Wipe. That's it. Because here's my logic: is that there is no logic for that. <laughs> There's nothing that you can it's say just, that'll, that'll it's prove that It's just a point. mental defect that I have. No, because my thing is that why are you using napkins to clean yourself, right? So why the fuck would you want to keep using a side that you already use? Like if you have grease on your mouth, you want to wipe that shit off and then use a clean side, right? Speaking of that, that's why I fucking hate In-N-Out napkins, man. It's like fucking 2019, you put the fucking napkins on the side. Don't put it over the cheeseburger and let the grease and the cheese and the fucking uh, special sauce soak into that shit. I can't even use it, you know? So it's like... You're so weird. 
Who fucking cares, man? It's a it's an In and Out burger. I know. But if you're if it, let me tell you something right now, man. If an In and Out burger comes out, that delicious delicious burger comes out, and the first thing you think about is, God damn, these napkins. Because that's the you're, first thing I see. You're going to be a serial killer, dude. That, those are facts. Are you sure it's not a shoe salesman? Yeah, shoes. <laughs> Yeah, so we got you. So you guys remember Z from the from the podcast earlier. Z Z since we've known him since day one, he has like so he because he's from Sweden and we forget sometimes because his English is so damn good. We forget that he doesn't know a lot of like either American things, yeah, or he doesn't. He has this habit of mixing things together that just doesn't fucking make sense. But he says it with like the utmost confidence. How did he? he, Like when he was like, "Dad, I could really go for some cantaloupe." Cantaloupe? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> no, and then uh, we were at a 7-Eleven one time, and then um, I was uh, looking at Twinkies, and then mm-hmm. so I was thinking about getting some. And he's like, oh, those are the yum-yums, right? And I'm like- The what? That's like the, the what? So the yum-yums. And I'm like, what are you looking at, bro? <laughs> what are the yum-yums? He said like, that. I'm like, these are fucking Twinkies, bro. What do you mean? Who the fuck does he call yum? Who's how's it a yum yum? But I don't know, man. I think like he takes. I know there's a yum yum donut. Right? Yeah, may, so, so that's what I thought. I thought maybe he's just like taking what he saw and it's just kind of getting jumbled up in his head, and that automatically becomes associated with a certain thing. You know, and Mario like, does that shit too. And oh, you would really? think that some people would just second guess what they're saying, but yeah. they don't. I actually have like in my phone, I wrote a lot of stuff that Mario says. Yeah. I can't find it. It's in my iPhone that's, somewhere. That's what we said we were going to do with Z. Like we're yeah. going to keep a list of all. All right. So what we were talking about right now about the shoe salesman is um, yesterday I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the uh, new document uh, docuseries on uh, Netflix about Ted Bundy. You know, he's a serial killer. And then so I brought that up and he <laughs> he was like, wait, what? The shoe salesman? And I was like, the who? And I was like, oh, my God. This one thought we were talking about Al, Al Bundy, Bundy from Married <laughs> with Children. <laughs> and he says it with such confidence, dude. And he says it so confidently that you have to kind of stop and think about it for a second. Like, am I tripping right now? Like, am I saying something <laughs> weird, dude? Yeah, am I, am, I, am I confused right now? But, yeah, this guy is like, he he just has these weird ways of like processing i think certain things yeah and then he makes us second guess it too when we've been living here longer than it was so stupid he goes this fool will go oh he goes oh dude i fucking love rhode island sauce yeah. so what'd you say dude? and then he fucking brought it up to show me like it exists i'm like but <laughs> you didn't say it as if you knew it existed though. yeah i know exactly he's referring to thousand islands <laughs> He goes, yo, let me get some of that Rhode Island sauce. I was like, what did you just say to me, dude? I will slap the shit out of you. What did I, you just say? <laughs> I wish I could remember like all the fucking ridiculous. Oh, uh, Aloe Black. He calls him Aloe Black. Kind of like Aloe. Aloe. <laughs> he calls him Aloe Black. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that shit because I came back from Hawaii. Yeah. Right? He goes, you should use that Aloe. I was like, oh, what's that? Because I, I thought it was, I thought it was some kind of like unique product, right? He goes, oh, use Aloe for that. It's gonna be really good. I was like, what? He goes, Aloe. Oh, I was like, oh, let me look that up. He goes, how do you spell it? He goes, A L O E. I was like, you mean Aloe, bitch? You even called Aloe Vera Aloe? Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, I mean, we love this guy though. Well, he might be right because people in uh, when I was in Kauai, that's that's what they would say. They go aloe. Oh, really? Yeah, aloe or something like that. I've I've heard. I was at uh, like this poke marketplace, yeah, yeah. and then they told me I should use aloe. No, but that he's not. Really, that's, <laughs> that's not. What, not <laughs> that's not his point of reference, though. Exactly. But he would use that in his defense, though. Super fucking annoying. <laughs> fucking hate his guts. <laughs> hey Z, 
Learn you some fucking English, bro. <laughs> we actually have um, one of our friends. We actually met him through Z. His name. <laughs> Yo, check this motherfucker out on YouTube. Dude. Mr. Mr. Stoltz, baby. There you go. Mr. Stoltz. He does this. So it's so funny, too, because when we met him, he wasn't into shoes at all. Yeah. And I think he got into shoes because Z was into shoes yeah, at the time. Yeah. And I think from then he just started to, I don't know what whatever piqued his interest for it, but he just started to like shoes out of nowhere. Yeah. And then he started doing his own sneaker reviews. Yo, shout out to, yo, it's his his sneaker reviews to me. I know it's not, he's not trying to be funny, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I know it's very serious, but it's something about it. Yo, when he, when he first used to do these sneaker reviews, this motherfucker used to dress up. In a in a fucking in a collar the collar button up shirt yeah. that it's a Mr. Stoltz yeah. So before his his YouTube even had subscribers, this fool brought out merch. I fucking love this guy, dude. Yo, this guy was in it, man. I love this motherfucker. Hey, but you know what? Props to him because the dedication. Oh, and for the sure. discipline. Because like you know, anytime somebody starts something on YouTube, you obviously not going to get that much views, right? You're yeah. not going to get that much attention. But then to not let that deter you from like, all right, I want to do this, so I'm gonna keep doing it. He's a, he's a classic version of what I call somebody who creates to create because they enjoy it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we don't actually see a lot of that nowadays. We see a lot of people who do something, and because it doesn't fulfill the need of other people giving you an external validation, saying that you're doing something amazing. Yeah, man. That they'll stop what they're doing. With this guy, I think he genuinely loves doing these Absolutely, shoot reviews. So he, he hasn't stopped. Dude, I mean, how many years has it been now? You a know what I mean? A exactly. long fucking time. And without fail, I don't think he's like missed an episode. I think he's been consistently uploading, you know? Yeah, way more consistent than I've been. Yeah, dude. and you know what? That has so much to do with like, what people want out of life, you know, they they can say like, oh, I'll do anything that I need to do in order to get to where I need to get to because that's what I believe in or that's what I want to do. But as soon as that hard work settles in, different story. They're singing a different tune after that. And, you know, for even a guy like, like he's not like a huge YouTuber, but like you said, he's passionate about what he does or he enjoys it at least on, on some level. And to just have that kind of discipline. To, because I'm sure there are days where you're just like, fuck, dude. Hey, I mean, we were talking about the other day, too. And he was talking to me about how um, it's hard to stay motivated sometimes. Yeah. You know, doing the same thing over and over. And I was just telling him, like, when you create content, you have to figure out a way to make it fun for you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it just starts to feel like a nine-to-five job. And if you were going to work a nine-to-five job, you should have just done that in the first place. Yeah, so man. It's kind of us up to us as creators to really figure out how to make this fun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's beyond just a, a regular living. And I, I maybe some maybe it's a little hard to understand. It's it's very difficult to be constantly the master of your own destiny with even within your career. Right. Because sometimes when people work nine to five jobs, like I know a lot of friends who work these jobs where they do it and they just shut off and they become a robot. Yeah. They do it and their creative time is is off. Yeah. Those times. Yeah. But when it comes to being a creative in your career space, it's just nonstop. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the bigger reasons why it's hard for me to sleep. It's hard for you to sleep because my mind doesn't shut off. Exactly. Like, and, and sometimes, too, at night, some of the best ideas come during that time. That's the that's that's what I call the fucking, you know, prime time. Like, yeah. for me, I get the best thinking done, I think, from 12 a.m. on. Uh, and especially in the shower. I hate that. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate that shit because yeah. I want to sleep. I know, but you know what, man? I've just learned to accept it because I, I, that's how I've been for so long. I'm just like, you know what? It's just it's just me. I, there's not – why fight it? And, and I will take like sleep aids to try to help myself sleep a little bit earlier. But I'm just like, well, if I don't stay up at that time, then I might not have these ideas that I would have had otherwise if I did just stay up. 
Um, but that's the thing, man. Like, have you ever thought about though, if you had lived your life in a more conventional way? Right? Have you? Do you like sometimes? Oh, hundred percent. I would be in jail because I killed somebody. <laughs> I would have been a serial. I'm not saying I would have been a thug. I would have been a serial killer. I would have lost my fucking <laughs> oh my mind. God. I would have lost my fucking mind. Yeah. Because even Mariel knows me now as a person who hates habit. Right. I hate. I know habitual things. Right. Like I'd like. I'm I'm what Charlie I'm a habitual line stepper dude. Like you tell me to do something I'm breaking that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just who I am as a person. Yeah. I, you know, back in the day, you know when I used to build IKEA shit, yeah. I would there would be this IKEA thing and when you open up an IKEA uh, a manual or that teaches you or an instruction on how to build something, yeah. how it always starts off is it's this white dude with yeah. a big ass fucking nose <laughs> yeah. and then you see him with a hammer he looks right. happy right yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's trying to build it but they go x and don't just build it with one it says three yeah then i go fuck you exactly i'm gonna, <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna build exactly. it myself yeah. and then you gonna see i'm gonna do it right problem is you can do it by yourself here's the problem it takes 12 hours <laughs> I know, because I went through the exact same shit with fucking Ikea furniture, man. Dude, there was this uh, red shelf that I built for Mariel that we actually just sold on OfferUp. Yeah. And she was like, but you built this for me. And the first thing I said when she said that, I said, fuck that thing, dude. I built that shit. So I built the, the drawers. Yeah. And you know how they have like the rail thing, but I was so exhausted. Yeah. I fucking put that shit on the inside for some reason. I built the whole shelf and I had to dismantle the whole thing. And it took me fucking oh, four no. hours to build it. No. And I had to dismantle that whole thing and rebuild it again. Yeah. And then when I was done, it was slightly crooked. Oh, And my so it kind God. of rocked. That would have fucking driven me I insane. I lost my fucking mind. And yeah. you know, I know you're OCD, but yeah. I have a little bit of what you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so right now I moved into a new apartment in Glendale, and because the room's a little smaller, we decided to use these uh, standing shoe shelves mm -hmm. instead. So mm -hmm. you could actually fold it. So I'm doing this whole Marie Kondo thing, trying to live a little more minimal. <laughs> and so the shoe shelves work really well because you can fold it and it kind of slides in and you can grab them out really easy. Yeah. Um, so I bought the big one and I also bought a small one that'll stay in front of my bed frame mm -hmm. uh, so I could put like socks or whatever in there. Yeah. And same shelf. Except the knobs were different on the, on the small ones. And you still have the red shelf too? I built the whole fucking thing. Uh -huh. And I right when I saw the front of it, I was like, what is with the color of this knob? And then Mario was like, oh no. And I built it and I was livid because it, it took me four hours <laughs> yeah, to build it. Yeah. And I saw it and she goes, she looked at me r dead in my eyes. She yeah. goes, you're returning that tomorrow, aren't you? And I said, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? If we have it, I'm going to fucking break this shit and tomorrow. So, so. And so literally I'm in bed. Yeah. I'm cursing up a storm yeah. about the dumbest thing. I'm like, you fucking stupid ass fucking Ikea. Put that shit in the wrong fucking bin. I can't fucking deal with this shit. Oh I'm my God. And she's just like trying to calm me down. She yeah. goes, all right, stop being a little baby. You and know, like, but that's the thing that people don't understand of like when they don't have that is like. It bothers me. Yeah. It, you know, he. That's the thing, man. It's like, okay, if you can't understand it, that's one thing, but try to respect it at least, you yeah. know? Because I'm not trying to impose that on you or like, try you don't you don't want to live like this. It sucks. Yeah, I know. It's like that not that we're choosing to fucking be like this. If I could just let things go like that, I, my life would be so much fucking e There was a point in my life when I went grocery shopping, I'd have to go through every fucking aisle. I would go there to buy like some bread, right? In my head I'm thinking I'm going to buy some bread and eggs, right? And then I fucking waste an hour and a half because I have to go through each shop. Because in my head, I'm thinking, well, I might need something in this aisle. So I, I got to take a look, you know? I don't know how you're going to get married, dude. 
I think I think what's gonna happen is if you ever get married and yeah. you have a kid, yeah. your kid's gonna die of starvation. <laughs> Because all he wanted was some milk and fucking eggs. And then dad stayed in the grocery store for seven hours. Hey, but you know what, though? As I got older, because... All right, here's the thing. You know I'm a like very logical and reasonable person. And yeah. so I completely recognize that this is fucking ridiculous. That yeah. My tendencies that I have, right? So I phased out definitely certain... Um, I guess ticks that I had because I used to have a thing where things on my desk needed to be perpendicular. Like, so this shit would need to be like 90 degrees with here, you know, everything. And if somebody moved that shit, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I would fix it. They're like, what? I'm like, you fucking moved my laptop. Did so you like, fucking go to school with a suitcase then so you could organize <laughs> things in straight lines? No. You definitely didn't have a Jansport backpack because when you put something in a Jansport backpack, the way yeah. it came in and came out was way different. No, no. Just like on my uh, personal desk at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, it needed to be arranged that way. And then it wasn't until like I think I was in my early 20s where somebody was like, dude, you have OCD. Yeah. And then. It was like, it never occurred to me that I was OCD. <laughs> you it, thought everybody else was crazy. No, in my mind, I just thought that's just the way things have to be. And, yeah. and I, I never like. Wait, is your parents like that? Is your mom like that? That's the shit. They're not, you know, they're not like that at all. So I don't dude, know. Your mom's I, fucking food is good, dude. Like, shout I'm, out to moms, you know. <laughs> yo, I'm kind of surprised because I'm usually very picky about uh, other Korean moms, Korean food. Yeah. And I usually don't like it as much as my mom's. Yeah. Now, yeah. Of, of course, my mom's is preferred because I grew up with it, but. Like I, it's weird for me to eat another Korean mom's food and be like, "This is fucking good." Because yeah. <laughs> usually, what happens is when somebody tells me that their mom can cook, yeah. they're usually not that good, right? I mean, everybody likes to say their mom's food is the best food, but like when I say it, it's not just a personal opinion. Other people say it too. Yeah, other people like our family members. They love coming to our place, relatives and stuff, because if they know my mom's cooking, they're like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be a good dinner." And it's weird too because home cooks usually don't care about aesthetics, right? And your mom's aesthetics on her food is on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's on because my mom doesn't give a fuck about aesthetics, yeah. but it tastes amazing. Yeah. Your mom has aesthetics. She yeah. cares about plating, the way it looks. Yeah. Like her kimbap was perfect. Yeah. Dude. So uh we shot JK News the other day and then um uh, like I, I had met up with my pops right before and then she like my mom sent a like a thing of kimbap with him. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's kind of like seaweed wrapped in rice with like vegetables and meat and stuff. It's like Korean sushi rolls. Yeah, pretty much. But it's it's not made as like a, a dine-in type of thing. Yeah. We, for us, we call it toshirak, which is our like to-go food. Right, right. Like our lunch pail type of stuff. Yeah. And it's typically, you'll see it a lot in like Korean toshirak. Yeah. And then so um, I just shared it because I had it with everybody that was there. And then um, I knew how it was going to taste because I, yeah. I've had it all yeah, my all life. Time. But you know, that's the thing. It fucked me up, though, because I grew up eating that, so I was spoiled with good food. That's yeah. probably, like, the only thing I was spoiled with. And then it was hard for me to want to eat out, like, at Korean restaurants to yeah. pay for it. Because I'm like, ah, dude, I know my mom's would taste better. Of course. And I don't I don't want to pay for something that I feel is inferior, you know? Yeah. Um, so pe whenever people would be like, hey, let's go eat at a Korean restaurant, I'm like, I'm nah, good. yeah, I'll just meet you guys afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, specialty Korean restaurants that definitely makes food better than my mom just right. because... A lot of the stuff that my mom makes, I say like half of it's kind of like more the instant stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. For them, if they're going to be artisanal about it, yeah. of course it's going to be better than my mom's. Yeah. Like they have, like for example, like if they're going to do like, I don't know, like 
that special like chook and shit. Like uh-huh. my mom's not gonna go that far to make yeah. chook like rice porridge. Like right. rice porridge is like poor folks' food so when you're sick. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not gonna go ahead and do the chef artisanal route for that. Yeah. So of course there's gonna be better, but you know, just like simple shit like my mom's kimchi, my her panchan, her side dishes. Yeah. Right? Well, even moms making kimchi, I feel like is such a rare thing now because a lot of the times it'll just be store bought. They don't want to go through that process. My mom doesn't do the napa cabbage one anymore. Oh, okay. She does. She does like oi kimchi. Uh, she does okay. like the the pa kimchi because yeah. you could do it in smaller batches. Yeah. But the big because like number one, it was it was a church event thing. Uh-huh. So when my mom used to make kimchi and kimchi for those of you who don't know, it's a fermented cabbage. It's napa cabbage that's fermented with fish sauce, uh, sesame seeds, uh, soy sauce, uh, sea salt, yeah. uh, and uh, red pepper flakes. Uh, a lot of other different vari- variations. Sometimes you'll see squid in there. I'm not going to go really into it. But um, when my parents would do it, it was a big event. Yeah. So they would get their home girls or whatever, and they would all sit down together, and they would make a fat batch, and everybody would take their batch home. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that is a lot of ajamas would stop doing it because all their kids left the house. So who's going to eat all that kimchi? <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Right? So they yeah. wouldn't make it anymore. Yeah. And then so my mom, I, I just remember as a kid watching all the ladies come to our, my parents' house, and my mom and them would make fat batches of kimchi and everybody would take their stuff yeah because yeah dude it's like so much work already done for them it was so fucking good too yeah and my mom too so back in the day even like um unless you get like really good supermarket kimchi it doesn't taste that good so because they're doing it very basic yeah yeah, they're not really going above and beyond they're not really like there's no love in it you know what i mean yeah Yeah. you know and sometimes like the great thing about home cooking is that it does taste different every time it has there's like sometimes a little salt here sometimes it's not you know yeah i mean because like you know sometimes I'll, i'll like get my mom's recipe for something simple right something i can make at home fairly easily and then I make it, and it just doesn't taste the same, man. Just it's not good. Taste the same. Like I had, um, like I, I just bought some kimchi the other day because I make kimchi again. Yeah, but I ate it and I was like, it's good. But the the biggest difference is it's not made with my mom's kimchi. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, exactly. Oh, so it doesn't. That's the that's like the main ingredient too. So yeah, it doesn't really have that 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 stank to it that I normally <laughs> like. And so when it, like my mom one time too, um, this is during the time where you really couldn't get a lot of great supermarket stuff. Mm-hmm. Or the kimchi just wasn't that good. Yeah. Uh, I came back from college and then my mom put out this plate of kimchi and I ate it. And I go, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? And I was like, this, you need to make this. This tastes terrible. What is yeah, this? Right? Right. And she was like, the hell? how did you know that? I was like, it tastes like trash. Don't fucking serve me this. <laughs> and it's like, you don't think I know the difference between yours and you know somebody yeah, else's? It was so flavorless. I was yeah. like, don't. Why would you eat this? She goes, I just didn't have enough time. I was, well, you don't have to make it. Yeah. I just don't want to eat this. Yeah. You know? It's like, you don't have to take offense to it. Yeah, you know? you know, it's, like, it's not like you made it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to get it for me. Like, yeah. just it's bad. No, but I think, like, with the presentation thing with my mom, she's really good with her hands. Like, she's really good at arts and crafts. Yeah. So... Um, I wish she would just open up a restaurant. I know it's a lot of work, but yeah, she's dude, good. But people have been telling her for, like, I don't know, I would say most of her adult life like you need to open up a restaurant right but um we we had a family friend that owned a restaurant before and like when they were first starting out she went out there to help them out um and i don't think she'd be able to handle it just a lot of work yeah just on the day-to-day you know i wasn't thinking so much that she could do like maybe a restaurant restaurant Uh uh but she could she could do like korean bentos oh i see you know kimbap right katsu and all this other stuff and like just that alone Cause she could make that in batches, yeah, and it would be so fuck. I would buy that yeah. shit, dude. My mom's a fucking hustler, man. Like you know, when when we were like struggling and shit, she would make different types of katsu, like so shrimp, pork, beef, chicken, mm-hmm. and then she would make them in like big batches. 
and then freeze all of them, and then like they would fry it on the spot, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, like <clears throat> neighborhood moms oh, yeah. and like friends of friends, they would hear about it, and then you know a lot of them don't want to prepare it, too yeah, much. It's a lot of work, yeah. So like they would just <clears throat> buy it for their kids, and then even like a small local market started picking up on it, you know. So I know that. She does make good food, but, you know, I just feel like now that she's a little bit older, too, it, it would be even harder for her to do that on, like, a big scale. Because back then, she was, like, in her 40s. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little, little bit more manageable. But How now, she's, your mom now she's 61. Oh, she looks good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. As you can see, I have my parents' genes. They both look young. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This is a, this is a podcast. Right. Half of them can't see your fucking face. You trash bag. Imagine. Yeah. But your mom's food is really good because I remember uh, your parents were asking, like, uh, when we're going to come over and eat. Yeah, uh, yeah. And to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting much. I was like, this will talk to hey, his mom prepped, so much. She prepped up a feast that Dude, That night, shit though. was so fucking good because I hadn't been home in a while either. That's true. That's true. So to it, get was, that it was nice meal. to have a home-cooked Korean meal and that yeah. shit. What's fucking good, <laughs> yeah. dude? And it's interesting because your dad's demeanor is the complete opposite of your mom's. Right. You're, I mean, your dad's cool and everything else, but yeah. he ha- does have a hard exterior. Yeah, he does. He you does. Know? And yeah. your mom has this like very flowery, like soft, yeah. poofy warmth to so, it. So, you know, the, the thing is like my mom, both of my parents are pretty social, but you're not going to really get that from, I guess, first impression when you see my dad. Because like you said- First appearance is he does have like a more harder exterior. He's looked like he's killed a few people in his life. <laughs> hey, bro, real shit, man. He he knew when he when we were fucking had a um, little store in South Central, right? Yeah, like it was a crib neighborhood, and so like a lot of people would come there, and because he's Asian, they would you know make they Asian to fuck jokes. With them, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like one time, <clears throat> one guy got really obnoxious, and he was a gangbanger, right? Mm-hmm. My dad like. Because he, he th- there was a counter and it was a slightly elevated. And then so like the customer kind of had to look up. Uh-huh. He fucking put his foot on the counter and started tying his shoe. Like, <laughs> he started yeah. cussing and dude was like, yo, man, my bad. <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm, I was just playing, you know, because yeah. they thought he knew karate for reals. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah, he yeah. saw like th- my dad was tying his shoelaces and he's like, we're going to fight. He thought, oh, mother, this motherfucking guy really knows karate. Dude, man, if I was if I was that age back, I would have took full advantage of that ignorance, dude. <laughs> like, before I went to work, I would just get these, like, two-by-fours, yeah. and I would saw them a little bit, yeah. and I'd be like, shibai, and I would break it over my forehead just to show them and just yeah. have dust come out. And yeah. they're like, yo, this guy knows some crazy shit. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I don't think too many people try to fuck with him. And, you know, he had guns. Yeah. Like, one time I was out there. And I don't remember this story, but my pops told me, like, uh, there was this lady who was, like, buying something. It's just, like, you know, just this friendly lady. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> he said, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I took the gun from underneath the counter and slammed it on the table in front of her. And she was, she, like, freaked out. And my dad's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I didn't have a concept of, like, how lethal yeah, that, gun that, is. Yeah, that gun is. And to me, it was just like, oh, I think it's cool, right? Yeah. So I just kind of pulled it out and slammed it on the table. And then I guess she almost like had a heart attack. Of course, I would have had a heart attack too. It's like, what the fuck? I'm just a customer. I was and like, oh, I don't know. It's a gun. One one mem- uh, memory that I have is like, you know, the zigzags. You know how yeah. there's like the old like, he- like J- Jewish looking dude on there, like this grandpa with the beard or whatever. I thought it was Jesus. And so I asked my pops, why is Jesus smoking? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. and, he, and my parents aren't religious, so he's just like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like that? Isn't that Jesus?" <laughs> oh my god, dude! 
I didn't know, man. I just remember every time I think about like liquor stores and stuff, the only thing I remember or I think about the first thing that comes to mind is the smell of like black and miles and fucking oh, like hell yeah. and then grape swishers and all that stuff. All day, bro. They would come in and buy that shit like is is like crack, you know, because they that need shit it. It smells oh. so good though. Yeah. I used to smoke black and miles uh black and miles too. They still have black and miles and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, with the swishers is so, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The, but then they started like selling the paper and shit. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a lot easier. They didn't have to. Yeah, I, I remember one time too, man. Like this dude walked in. Um, this is like when my pops is in Compton, and then he had on tatted on his fucking forehead. I think it was it was like F thirteen. Some some like I don't know for a faction of like the Mexican mafia. I remember looking at him. He's like, "Yep." This guy made his choice in life. That's, yeah. that, that's commitment <laughs> you, right there. You can't there. really go back yeah. from that shit, dude. It was like this big on his fucking forehead, you know? Pretty much advertising and broadcasting like, yeah, this is what I am. I'm like, you have to really be, you, you know. I can't even get a regular tattoo, man. I can't commit to that shit. I can't because I'm OCD. <laughs> oh, you'd be game over, dude. Yeah, That dude. shit would have to be perpendicular to your no. veins and shit. But you know what? If there's one person that I would get it from, it's Jun Cha. You, you know you know who that is? Uh, his Instagram is pretty crazy, right? Yeah, like, he's like, yeah. Like this motherfucker, this like murals. a year, year to get like. Yeah, to, if not longer. And you it's know? like expensive as fuck, and, right? And the thing is, is like the first time I'd heard about him was uh, through like a friend's friend. And I guess she went to art school with him or something. And, and she was like, oh yeah, this guy I went to art school with is like kind of coming up in the tattoo world. And at that time... His deposit and like wait time was minimal, you know. He wasn't. He wasn't anybody at that. He was still fucking great though, even yeah. back then when he was. But you have a name. So yeah. If you don't have a name, nobody's gonna pay for that shit. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know. And then a year went by, two years went by, and you started to fucking blow up. And I was like, fuck, I regret that. I should have. I should have done it. You would have got a, a June Tao original. <laughs> Jun Tao is the dude from Rush Hour. Oh shit, Jun oh, Cha. Yeah, that's what I meant, dude. Jun Tao is. You the... got a Jun Tao original, dude. That shit would have been tight as fuck. That would have been, but yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, we just hit about an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what the fuck we. I, nope. we we're gonna call this podcast. Uh, this episode is called Edric's Poor Choices. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. My poor choices in life. Learn yeah. from it. What you got to take away from it is, yeah. Stacy, I miss you. That's not her name, man. I don't remember. <laughs> Susan. Susan, hit me up. We'll, we'll call her Susan. Susan okay. He misses you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucked up, but it's true. Anyways, guys, uh, remember, you guys can find us on, uh, you know, a lot of people keep asking the same thing. Like, How come you're not on Spotify, bitch? All you have to do is look it up on Spotify. It's right there. I'm so sick of that shit. God damn it. Just kidding. I love you. Spotify. We're talking about <laughs> iTunes podcast. Yo, we're talking about Stitcher. We're talking about CastBox. You're trying try to get their support and you criticize them. <laughs> no, it's just like, they're like, I know, well, I how, know. How come you're not on cast? It's like uh, Spotify. Yeah. You, you just had to type it in. <laughs> Did you even check? Did you just Did type you in guys Genius Brain? check on it? Oh, you know what it is? It's probably this. Genius Brain is one word. Oh, don't, there don't you space go. it out. It's yeah. going to be completely different. But, yeah. anyways, thank you guys very much. Appreciate you so much. Uh, Edric, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, EdTube, E-D-T-W-O, and then also visit the site, secretsociety.com. That's S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Society. Yeah, Secret Society. We're actually going to come out with a, uh, so real quick. Are we going to make the announcement right now? Yeah. All right. Just because. Do the honors, gonna, my friend. It's gonna, we're going to put some heat on ourselves right now. So uh, that 213 collection is basically a representation of LA. And so for the first small capsule collection we're doing, we're doing a K-Town release. So uh, be ready for that in like the next month or so. So Yes, sir. All right, y'all. See y'all all next right, time. All right, peace, yo.